John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. Where are we? We are in West Seattle, Washington, Ed. Beautiful West Seattle. It's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this podcast? This is the High Gain Podcast. Yep. High Gain because we talk exclusively about electric guitars with high gain pickups. Yes. Sure. Good. Well, then we're on target already. That's right. Out of the gate. We're ready to go. (laughs) Um, This will be in the future times, right? Like the evergreen and all of that. But it is my 29th wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary, Ed. Thanks. 29 is, uh, do you know what the 29th uh, anniversary Uh, gift uh, is? uh, 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 Polycarbonate. Furniture. It's the furniture anniversary. Wow. I should go buy a chair or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So I'm going to record this episode. We're going to talk about high gain pickups. Yes. And then we're going to go see that Oppenheimer movie. You know about that? I do know about that. It's a three hour movie. And I just feel like it's going to be three hours of bummer town, you know? Yeah. It's sunny out. It's beautiful out there. (laughs) I drove today Ah. because I'm going to take an amp home. I'm going to load up the car with a Marshall Studio 15 that John decided was going to go on the block. It's going to go live with Ed. It's going to go live at the Peterson house. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, Ed. I'm going to try my best. Okay. Como você está? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I imagine that's Italian. I think you were trying to do Italian, but it kind of had Spanish flair. And then at the end, it even went weirdly Eastern European on me. That was Portuguese. Okay. 
Yeah, that part, <sighs> Josh, you know, sounds yeah. very Slavic, sort of. So that was my attempt at Portuguese to ask you, how are your creaky bones today? <laughs> I did 100 pull-ups yesterday, so my elbows hurt. So your creaky bones are good enough at least for that. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the Giannini uh-huh. Craviola. This is a 12-string guitar made in Brazil. What do I think of this? I think I like it because it's weird as hell. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. Uh, I got black coffee in a crow mug. When I was getting the black coffee in a crow mug, yes. I was watching a squirrel on your back porch just sitting there eating a peanut. Yep. I love it. Sometimes Mr. Jimmy sits on that back stoop mm. and naps, and the squirrels just jump over him into the peanut bucket. Mr. Jimmy the cat. Mr. Jimmy the cat. Yeah. I'm going to open up this can of Waterloo. Sparkling water. Ginger citrus twist. Ginger citrus twist. No sugar, no calories. One of those kind of deals. There's a bunch of words on it, but I can't read any of them because my eyes are old, like my bones. Yeah. I've got coffee as well, and I've got a Simply Lemonade, <laughs> light lemonade. Oh, great. It's a good day for lemonade. You know, I see on the news that the entire planet is the hottest it's ever been. Yeah. And Pacific Northwest, right there in Seattle, is unseasonably cooler. Last couple of years, we had those forest fires where you walk out and the sky is just red and it just looks terrible. I guess all that has gone east because all our forests have burned in the last couple of years. We get a year off. <sighs> this is obviously an older guitar. It's sort of semi-lute-shaped and then semi-acoustic guitar-shaped. Yes. Um, but it also looks just like an ovation breadwinner to me. Yeah. I can totally see this being an ovation. Yeah, it's like this asymmetric lute kind of thing with a swoop on the treble side that fits your leg. Yeah. It's extremely comfortable to play. Yeah. It's insanely comfortable. And it predates the breadwinner. By years? By decades? A couple by... few years. Okay. It makes you wonder if it was in the air. Was this a shape that was common in the 17th century? Not that I am aware of. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. Way back. 1900. Okay. One Tranquilo Giannini, mm -hmm. an Italian immigrant. Oh, okay. Moves to Brazil. Sure. Sao Paulo. Uh-huh. And starts up the Great String Instrument Factory. That's a good name. Tranquilo, by the way. Yeah. Means essentially calm down. Have you ever seen that in the movies uh, where like somebody's getting freaked out by something and somebody else is like, hey, whoa, tranquilo, tranquilo. Mm. Calm down. Maybe. That was dude's actual name. Okay. Maybe he was super mellow. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe oh, he was super not mellow. Ironic. Oh, right. yeah. That's 1900. This company... Uh -huh. Giannini is still around and still family owned. You said the name of it was like the great... The Great String Instrument Factory. But then the brand that that factory made? Giannini. Okay. Named after Tranquilo. 
okay, just keeping it all together yeah. in the thinking brain. And he was doing all kinds of things. Classical guitars. Sure. Violins, violas. Yeah. Stringed instruments. Making guitars. He did so well at it in Sao Paulo. I don't know how many other manufacturers were in Brazil in 1900. Do we know why he decided to up and leave Italy? No, I could not find anything okay, about that's that. that's fine. He just liked the weather. We don't know. But he does well, such that by 1920, he's going to find a bigger factory. Okay. He's cranking out about 6,500 instruments a year. It's a good number. All handmade. Great. The sky's the limit, right? Uh, we're going into World War One. I don't know if the sky's the limit. Maybe. Uh, well, World War One is just about over. What year are we at? Now we're in 1924. Oh, okay. The Sao Paulo Revolt of oh. 1924. Maybe I don't know much about that. Nobody does. It is apparently known as the Forgotten Revolution. Okay. I guess it doesn't get enough attention, like the Constitutionalist Revolution of 1932. Eight years before. Just a test run. We did one of those recently. Yeah. The Sao Paulo Revolt. Uh-huh. Factories were paralyzed. There was lack of food. There was looting. It was the same kind of thing you see the world over. Working man versus the riches. Mm-hmm. The federal government called out artillery bombardment. Sure. As you might imagine, most of the people killed were civilians. Mm-hmm. And one-third of who all was left became refugees. The elite feared a broader social revolution. Okay. Maybe we should try to shut this down because if this gets that much worse, they're going to come for our heads. It didn't really work, and the government amplified the political repression to the point where they formed the Department of Political and Social Order, which you and I might know as the military secret police. Yeah. It got really bad. Military and social order? Is that? Political and Political social order. And social order. It's got a real bad mouth taste to it. The mouthfeel on that one's pretty poor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Tranquilo is like, uh -huh. I got to get these instruments out of here where they'll be safe. So it forced him to expand out into broader Brazil looking for opportunities that didn't involve life and death. <laughs> So he did that and managed to make it through. Man, you move over there 20 years later, you're in the middle of that. Seems real bad. Whew, it's a good thing he made it through that. Nothing but rainbows and sunshine from here on out, right? The Revolution of 1930. Uh-huh. That was more about economic collapse that happened in the wake of the Great Depression. Okay. People couldn't eat, they didn't trust the government, and there was wide-scale corruption. So the Brazilians in Sao Paulo created an armed insurrection. I'm just trying to imagine, was this right-wing or left-wing? Left-leaning socialist. Ah, great. Uh, the people that were in power uh -huh. were called the Old Republic. Sure. The Old Republic was... The elite, the aristocrats, the capitalists, and that started around 1889 in Brazil. Mm. But by 1930, I guess people had had enough of the man. And so maybe the Great Depression was just the thing that pushed it over the edge. We got to get these people out of here. Yeah. And indeed they did, because after 1930, no more old republic. Sure. So during yeah. this armed insurrection, our man Tranquilo, he's like, I can't believe this. I got to get these instruments out of here again. He had to try to broaden it some more to stay alive and solve it. 
Mm. What was this guy made out of? He's making guitars and growing his business during two bloody uprisings. <laughs> yeah, you got to really like the weather or something. You know what, man? I came here because I like it, and I'm not leaving. No. So he squeaks by, and everything's fine. Yeah. Until World War II. Good Lord, that's a rough run. You know what I'm saying? That is a rough run. Great Depression? God damn. That is some hard living. That is 40 years of just hard-ass living. Yeah. One of the things he learned from going through those two uprisings is, if this ever happens again, I'm not going to be able to get raw materials. I do wonder if that played into any of that thinking. Go to where I can get the materials to actually build these guitars, because a shit ton of that wood comes from Brazil. Not all of it. He had stockpiled, most unusually, pine for use in bracing from Sweden. Huh. He had on hand during World War II a ton of raw materials. So whatever it was he couldn't get, he was cool with it because he had plenty. Huh. And so the irony there is that World War II had minimal impact on him because of the lessons he had learned in the previous bloody uprisings. <laughs> How old is he at this point? Born 1876. 76 to 46? Call it that? He's like 70 years old? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Until he isn't. Oh! 1952, our man Tranquilo dies. A solid run, though. It's a pretty good run. Yeah. His wife, Stella Giannini, she yeah. becomes a president. And his son is learning the biz, and he's coming up. They keep going. Sure. And they start even making electric guitars. Oh, have I ever seen a Giannini before? Have you ever played or seen a Giannini? No. Okay. This was all new to me, so it's kind of fun that way. Yeah. Well, let's get to this. Okay. The Giannini Craviola. It's a portmanteau, the Craviola. Mm. It's a type of instrument. Like we might say, Fender Electric uh -huh. or Martin Acoustic. The Giannini Craviola. Okay. The shape was invented by Tranquilo and his buddy, Paulinho Nogueira, who was a musician. Okay. Let's call him Pauli. I love it. Yeah, Tranquilo and Pauli, they were buddies. They would eat together, get coffee, maybe a little espresso. Sure. And they were scribbling designs on napkins. Okay. And came up with this. Yeah. Here's what Pauli was thinking. I'm looking for something that sounds like a cross between a harpsichord and a viola. Yeah. The Portuguese word for harpsichord is cravo. Okay. And viola is viola, the craviola. Craviola. Maybe because of the teardrop lute shape of that thing. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine, like, play, just give me a G. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it, but to my ear, this thing is rounder and fuller than, like, a typical 12-string acoustic would be. Like, I kind of think the opposite of that, actually. And maybe it's just looking at the shape. And it seems like there's less volume up near the sound hole. All of the volume of the guitar is in the ass. And it just goes towards the sound hole. I guess we should like say, a, also, I've got a sound hole pickup in it. Yeah. And the sound hole on this is D-shaped. Mm-hmm. And so the pickup is 
occupying more space than it might. So yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It sounds great. It was a hit. Yeah. They released it in 1969. Okay. The first kind of notable example of it anywhere was in 1970 mm -hmm. when it appeared on Led Zeppelin's song Tangerine. Oh. That's a band. Huh. They never played that thing live. Did they, they did. Oh, really? You can find videos in between 70 and 72, maybe yeah. around that time. Jimmy Page with a graviola on stage. Wow. So the harpsichord, the cravo, and the viola, graviola, was six or 12 strings. This one is 12 strings. It could be nylon or steel. So the main characteristic of the graviola is just the shape of the body. Which is a weird shape. And it became popular in the U.S., I don't know if because of Jimmy Page or something else. Elvis Presley had one. Andy Summers. Oh, my guy? Of the police. Does he play it on a police song? I don't know. I just Googled Andy Summers' Craviola, and there's tons of pictures of him playing his Craviola. Wild. Yeah. I like the sound way better than a regular 12-string. Personally, I do. It sounds great. Man, you would think this would be one of those things where it's just like, oh yeah, that guitar. And I saw the picture of this thing and I'm like, I've never seen that before in my life. It seems like that should not be what you say. Yeah. Did anyone else ever take a stab at this shape? You know, it seems like any number of knockoff versions of this thing would have come out. It would be a no-brainer, too, because, as I said earlier, that kind of swoop in the bottom, super comfortable. This thing is really a pleasure yeah. to play seated. Diamond-shaped inlays. Yeah. It's got a cool headstock on it. Brazilian rosewood fretboard. This might be one of those ones where no end of the materials on this guitar are probably in the no-fly zone. Don't cross the border with this, maybe. Yeah. Put a little phaser on there, maybe? <laughs> sure, of course. Isn't that nice? That's really minimal. In the 70s, they moved to their largest factory ever, also in the state of Sao Paulo. It is their current HQ. In the 1980s, you'll be happy to know. Okay. One of Tranquilo's sons, Giorgio, is all grown up and running things. Great. At Giannini. He commits to investing 6% of all revenue moving forward to marketing and research in Brazil. He wants to expand music education nationally. I love this guy. I'm on Giannini's website. Uh-huh. Giannini.com.au. BR. Oh. Doing a quick scroll, I do not see this body style. 
They have a lot of acoustics, but I don't see this shape. These guys are full of surprises. Oh. Either they're full of surprises or we're just self-centered Americans who aren't paying attention. Why not both, John? Why not both? Yeah. 1992. Yeah. They enter into a contract with Fender. Okay. To make a line of Stratocasters. It was called Fender's Southern Cross line, also known as the Giannini Stratocaster. I don't know if I've ever seen one. Yeah. They did that for only three years because then in 95, the economy and the exchange rate, I guess, was disagreeable. But that's how good they are down there. They were making strats. I'm just kind of randomly clicking on a couple of their guitars, right? Yeah. Made in Brazil. Made in Brazil. Made in Brazil. Perhaps they never outsourced. Feels pretty great. Cool. Kind of nice. A little reverse delay. Yeah. Lovely. Well, while all this has been happening, Ed. Yeah. Who knew? That our man Jimmy Page oh. has his own NGO, non-governmental organization. It's called Casa Jimmy. Jimmy's house. Yeah, apparently Jimmy Page has a house in Sao Paulo. Okay. And he started up Casa Jimmy uh-huh. to help Brazilian youth with music. That's great. Giannini notices it. I wonder if he's bros with those dudes. He is now. I mean, even back to the Tangerine days, like if he's recording with that guitar, I wonder if that played it all into, you know, touring in Brazil and then going to the factory and then getting the guitar, you know? Like, I wonder if there's any weird-ass backstory there. The high-gain Zep heads. They're going to know. Yeah. In 2013. Yeah. Giannini reissues the Graviola. Okay. The company is still healthy. God, what is it? 123 years? Family owned that whole time? Wild. Yeah. Can you walk into a guitar center today and just see a line of these Giannini guitars? I did see some links to Guitar Center, and I did see some on Amazon. So yeah, apparently you can get them. Where'd we get this from, John? We got this from Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com? That is exactly the place. Uncle Frank and the team. Yeah. Do you know any price stuff on this thing? Are we going to play that price game? Unfortunately, Ed, I do not know. Yeah. I couldn't find any older price lists or catalogs. It was a mess. It strikes me as kind of a medium range. I'm going to say this thing was in the 70s. 600 bucks. That's my gut. Yeah, I could get with that, sure. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? It's shaped kind of like a kidney bean. A little teardroppy. It's made in Brazil. Mm hmm. In the 70s. Okay. Led Zeppelin played it. Checking all the Ed Pete boxes. Yeah. The Giannini Craviola 12-string. Fire deny. Yeah, why not? I think it sounds great. It's a 12-string acoustic, which I don't have. Sure. 
What about you? I agree. This yeah. is a buy. We should take lots of pictures of it. Oh, yeah. I'll take pictures also of the label that's on the inside because it's very ornate and lovely looking. Really? It's a pretty fancy label. Man, you're going to leave you speaking Portuguese in the episode. And for any of our Brazilian listeners, a lot of apologies I ahead apologize. of time. I apologize. I tried. Doesn't it, that count? Absolutely. Through it all, mm-hmm. we're still hanging out with the fellows over there uh, at the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. Yeah, they are riding our coattails, those guys. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah! Yeah, oh, right. John and Ed, when are they getting us some of that new content we've yeah. been craving? <laughs> that new high-gain content. Content junkies. Yeah, those guys. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll get all the pictures. Yeah. We'll put them up on the Instagrams where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget patreon.com slash the high game. We'll wrap it all up with a bow. Yeah. And come back here next week and do it again. That sounds great. Are you into it? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, cool. Let's do it. All right. Okay, bye. Later. <laughs>